This podcast is brought to you by Monsanto. We at Monsanto believe in creating HMO-enriched foods filled with the sweet nectar of Satan's cock and balls. Our products are super inexpensive, so you can bathe in the glory of the beast at an economical, rewarding price. And that rodent tail you will sprout in two years? You're fucking welcome. We wish to thank Vandal Trong and his Curious World podcast for allowing us to promote our new Fukajima energy drinks on his lovely show. These energy drinks will give you wings. No, really, you will sprout bat-like wings if you consume enough of our cans. Now, without further delay, ring those church bells and prepare to enter the mouth of hell. That's right, the Vandal Strong Curious World podcast has now been renamed to The Mouth of Hell. And in our new format, we welcome the lovely Lindsay Martinez. She doesn't belong in Beelzebub's locker room, of course, so we're grateful for her tourist visit. Uh, Lindsay, in fact, dare I say, she's an angel. She's kind, funny, you know, just someone you immediately want to hug. But above all that, She's that rarefied person who genuinely is open and warm. You know, after we wrapped, she said, Oh shoot, we didn't talk fantasy football. You know what, Lindsay? Oh shoot, indeed. Lindsay Martinez is a fierce fantasy football competitor. Uh, She's usually adopting the term murder in all of her team names. The biggest question I have for you, Lindsay, is will you draft RG3? Lindsay always seems to have him on her team, and he's always usually pretty fucking terrible. Anyway, this was a really fun conversation. Uh, Please enjoy, and don't forget to give us a kind rating on iTunes. Like different names for them, like a flamboyance of flamingos. It's <laughs> that's what no, a bunch of flamingos is called. I'm like a murder of ravens or crows or something. Well, I know that. Yeah, and then there's like they're all different names. Like there's a surfeit of skunks is what a group of skunks is called. Uh-huh. And then there's like um, an army of caterpillars. If <laughs> there's a bunch of caterpillars. So what are you doing? What like watercolor of the groups of the animals. Um, and then, like, writing what the group name is. But, like, I have a hard time, like, writing in watercolor. I'm trying to figure out how to make that not look shitty. How did you get into that? Um, I, because I never really had, I never really used watercolor. Um, I've, like, painted with oil for a long time. And I was, like, I'm going to try something new. So I was, like, okay, uh, water. But, like, what, like, watercolor to me is, like, okay, just, like, a bunch of, like, I had to have a purpose and, like, usually, like, my stuff is bigger and, like, just color. Um, there's some portraits or whatever buildings, but the... I was, like, I want to, like, make it look very tight. So, like, how... What is it? And then I, I like animals and I like groups of animals. So, are, are caterpillars a, a, a tight, friendly uh, portrait subject? I mean, they're cute. They look... I, I mean, it was an army of caterpillars so that they turned into army colors on accident I didn't really want them to but like little camouflage looking caterpillars speaking of army oh I guess I should introduce you because we've, <laughs> okay. we've, we've already been, we've already been, we've already started the show uh, welcome back to the uh, Curious World podcast everyone and for those who are new um, the the Curious World podcast is is really just um, you know truthful conversation with like-minded individuals uh, hopefully you'll be able to pick something from our conversation that you could take with you. Um, today's guest is uh, the lovely and talented Lindsay Martinez. 
and as you know, she's uh, into watercolor. Um, uh, so yeah, that's just that, that, uh, sorry. Let's uh, just kind of segue into that. And uh, it's um, oh, do you do any other kind of painting or? Yeah, um, mostly like oil, oil, big oil paintings. Wait, I guess I, I should back up. Uh, okay. So what? Uh, so what? What brought you to New York? Because you're not... You're from... Uh, right. I'm from West Virginia. I'm from Virginia. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Uh, Newport News. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm from a town called Weirton. Weirton. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You Like, you wouldn't... Would you know anything about Virginia? Um, My roommate lives in Virginia, so he's from... No, sorry. He's from Virginia. Uh, I've been to Virginia Beach, but I'm right, okay, so from Pittsburgh. It's like I'm not... Pittsburgh. Wait, you're from Pittsburgh? It's like 30 miles or 20 miles west of Pittsburgh. It's a little tiny oh, town oh, oh, where oh, I'm oh, from. Oh. So, like, Virginia's not really super close. Yeah, it's funny. Like, that was, like, a big insult for me in high school. Like, when people used to say, like, oh, you're from West Virginia. And I would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, who cares? I mean, you know what was funny? When I got to college, I went to college upstate here. That's why I came to New York. I went to school in Poughkeepsie. Um, I would be like, I'm from West Virginia. And some people who were intelligent in other ways didn't know that it was different than Virginia like that it was a different state it's like oh yeah I've been to Charlottesville and I was like nope not the same <laughs> very different so yeah. how was uh, how was growing up in West Virginia my my perception of, of West Virginia uh-huh. say I wanted to qualify that because the, I, we're neighboring states it's the outback version of Virginia yeah like kind of rory kind of woodsy yeah um, have you seen the deer hunter Yes. Okay, so it was filmed in my town. Wow, okay. okay. So it's like a steel town, um, and in 2004, Bush lowered the tariffs on imported steel, so like the economy went to shit, and now there's a lot of casinos. So like I was kind of at the end of um, like the steel era there, and then I left and went to college, but now there's a bunch of like little tiny, there's like 120 little tiny casinos for this town of 23,000, and... How did they get away with uh, having casinos? Is it... It's legal, so there's slots, but you have to um, get special permits or be a larger casino to to have table games. So these little tiny um, like stores have like they can have five slot machines in them. And they have to it's kind of like liquor rules. You have to be oh. away from a church and stuff. Yeah, they have them in the bars too, right? In the bars, and they do bars, that yeah. in like on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in Arizona and I think maybe Washington, where you can just like. Hang out at the bar. Yeah, and you're, if you're like bored with the person you're talking to. Just like, <laughs> just go. well, it's it's kind of a weird thing. They require you to have a liquor license, so it's like even if you don't want to have a bar, like it could be the size, you know, of this room, and have five casinos and like some liquor, and that's how they get away with it, and like popcorn or something. You it's, can't just gamble. You need <laughs> you need, you need to, get... to be drunk to yeah. stay there for a really long time. But um, it was, you know, I went to, I was at a really small high school. I went to Catholic high school. It was like 40 in my graduating class. Wow. So when I go home, it's like very like tight-knit still. Um, I was one of the few people that left. Uh, so you go, when you, your family's still there? Yeah, my family's still there. So when you go back, what's it like? Um, it's, it's, I, it makes me, I have such, I'm so conflicted about it because like I love it and I love the people I grew up with so much and we still like, like we went like from five years old to high school together, you know, and we see each other multiple times a year, and I, I miss them all so much, but we're just so different, and then sometimes I feel like a little bit like an abandoner, you know? Like, not everybody's still there, but people have stayed more, like, everybody, a lot of people went to WVU or Marshall or the school called West Liberty, and I, like, wasn't a part of that, and so there were other people, too, who left, but it was, it just feels, um, because I connect with them, you know, I those they are a lot of my people but we're just you know we're just so different but it's nice to go back and like no and like still have our friendships and be able to catch up and like talk about things it feels like home it feels very home like my group of friends from there so do, do you guys reenact the deer hunter when you go home <laughs> i don't actually i've never seen it oh, so, just, yeah. but that's the frame of reference i give everybody because apparently it looks like a steel town it's a steel town um, I think of well, I didn't know that. I, I think of uh, you know Morgan Spurlock who did um, the documentary. Yeah, document he's from West here. Virginia. Oh, right, right. So I think so. Then I think of like West Virginia, and now I think of just like McDonald's. All the yeah. Time. Do you get the impression like your um, like your old acquaintances and so forth were there? 
you think they're happy? Like they like you know some people mm-hmm. who are just kind of content, like you know, yeah. being in the town that they've always lived in. I think for some of them, yeah, um, you know, some people have left. Like I have a good friend who moved to Louisiana with her husband and her baby, um, and it's like you know, it's such a love hate. And I think, and like from you know, talking to my friends when I'm home, there's a lot of drugs there. It's really, really gotten bad. Um, I've lost a lot. I've lost people that I known um, growing up, but there's a lot of heroin, and that's kind of shocking. And it's just gotten worse and worse. Wow. Yeah, and um, I think it's good for. I, I think people don't want to stay because they want to get away from it. But there's, um, you know, some people who are still there. What a. Uh... What compelled you to leave? <laughs> um, I just like knew I had to go somewhere else. I don't know. I was just always like a little bit, not like crazy different, but I was always like a little bit different. Um, and I remember, because uh, when you do well in high school, you can pretty much go to a West Virginia school. It's something called the Promise Scholarship, and they like kind of just pay for everything. So like I could have gotten a lot of my college paid for but I made it a point to like not apply anywhere in West Virginia I was like I cannot be in West Virginia anymore I just had to go I can only imagine your your level of senioritis (laughs) (laughs) I mean I like I was in every every club I was the class president I was just like I I was like I have to make this look really good because I need to go somewhere else and then once you got accepted you're like fuck this (laughs) yeah but like well the thing is you know we I only learned about, like, college tours when I was in college, like, that that was a thing that people did, but what I did, I applied to a bunch of schools everywhere. I didn't even know what I wanted, and I, my mom was like, okay, pick two that you're interested in, and we put deposits down at both, and then we went and visited them. So one was Penn State. And one was Vassar. <laughs> They're very, very different. So we went to Penn State and, like, we were on the bus and drive around. Like, people were, like, drinking in the middle of the day, like, playing volleyball. My mom was like, this is great. Like, it's so fun. <laughs> and then we went to Vassar. And, and, the, and, the, and the football assistant coach is so nice. <laughs> Everybody loved Joe Paterno. At the time, my, my uncle was really into, like, me going there because of Joe Paterno. <laughs> what could go wrong? But, you know, it was hard to say. But then I was like, oh. Then we went to Vassar, and it was, like, dead after senior week. And, like, it's a beautiful campus, but it's, like, all gothic. And, like, it was very quiet, and there was no one there. And my mom's like, what the hell is this? And I Your mom was like, how are you going to party here? <laughs> and then I was like, I went home, and I was like, I want to go to Vassar. She was like, what? I was like, I think that's where I need to go. Like, What's wrong with you? I think that's right. right. We like, didn't even oh. see a K. Come on. <laughs> there was like, no, no frat house. <laughs> Harrison King stands. Like, if I give you drug money, what are you going to do with it? Just buy food? <laughs> Your mom sounds crazy. My mom's awesome. But she likes to have a good time. So, like, Penn State looked like a good time. And Vassar just looked a little boring. But, like, we both know now that that was the best choice because I've made, like, awesome friends and... You know, I still had a great time. Well, yeah, and it's kind of funny how, like, when we look at our lives and how we have, like, these little forks in the road and we, we you know, we go laugh and kind of sit, consider, like, oh, well, what if we went right? Right. You know, like, what if you stayed in West Virginia? Yeah. Or, like, you know, I, I was the same way. Like, so, like, I was just like, man, I gotta get, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I, uh, um, well, I actually applied to, I applied to UVA, and mm. I thought about, okay, it's far enough, maybe I'll go there, and then it, we had those, that situation where, um, like, a, like, a student can host somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the guy who hosted me was, like, this super, like, you know, frat guy, he was just <laughs> like, and then uh, he, he was taking me around, I mean, he was a nice enough guy, and he was, like, showing me, like, the pool hall, and he was like, all oh, these guys are drinking and smoking, and I'm just like... I was a little overwhelmed. This is like, you know, sensory overload. Yeah. And then he, 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 uh, he puked, he like got sick and was puking to a point where like other guys were like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay, man? And so was then this like I. a Tuesday night and you're. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. Like it definitely wasn't a weekend, but I was staying with him. And so now he was like going to the hospital or something. So I'm like, well, like I have nowhere to go. So I just, I just like, I like slept in the hall. Are you serious? Yeah, because like nobody, he didn't. He didn't really. Sh- I, I didn't even know his roommates, so I I didn't 
And so, yeah, so I'm just like on my own. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe this is like, maybe this is like the true serum I need. And maybe this isn't where I should, I should go. Where did you move to? So I ended up going to Emerson. Oh, cool. Uh, Okay. So uh, Emerson is a lot of, uh, I feel like you can, you can uh, antiquate every school with a type of drug or narcotic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um emerson wasn't so much uh booze as a lot of weed yeah same with vassar well there was booze too but there was a lot of weed and vassar is a uh is it ivy league no it's it's um it's a seven sisters school yeah, i never understood that what does that mean so like back in the day when the ivy leagues were all boys <clears throat> they like needed to have sister schools that were all girls so they could like make them get married to each other and then have wealthy babies I think but they would have like um like dances together with your sister so like Radcliffe uh which doesn't exist anymore I think it was absorbed by Harvard that was Harvard sister school um and Radcliffe is gone I yeah how can you just like vaporize a school I don't know I think it was gone a long time ago I don't really know Vassar, and then Vassar was gonna, Yale was its sister school, brother school then, so Vassar was Yale's brother school, sister school, and then they, um, Yale was gonna absorb Vassar, and instead of doing that, they were like, nah, we're just gonna go co-ed, so it went co-ed, um, and then it's like, you know, liberal arts school, it took like a love class. It was great. Really? Yeah. That's funny you mentioned that because uh, funny you mentioned a love class because you know I brought I uh, I was reading some Thomas Wolfe today um, uh, before he came here and I, I found this quote um, that uh, Thomas Wolfe uh, for for listeners who uh, um, I won't hold it against you if you don't know if your your level of, of, of the world is the same as mine uh, Thomas Wolfe uh, wrote this boy's life he's written a whole bunch of other things and I found this quote today um, knowing that everything comes to an end is a gift of experience, a consolation gift for knowing that we ourselves are coming to an end. Before we get it, we live in a continuous present and imagine the future as more of a present. Happiness is endless happiness, innocent of its own sure passing. Pain is endless pain, though. Um, I, I So what I interpreted from that is, so when you're in the moment, you just think it's, especially when you're young, you just think it's forever, mm-hmm. you know? pain is just oh this pain is going to last forever and you know when you're in you know if you're feeling loved or you're wanting love it's just endless and it's forever and I think as you get older you realize that you know those things for better or worse they don't last forever Mm -hmm. are you talking about like the pain or the love I I mean for me I mean all of it yeah I mean all of it I mean I think when you're younger, all those feelings are just so intense. You trust them so much. And then when you get older, it's like, well, I've had experiences. And, right. and the pain, you know, like you get that advice from older people when you're younger. It's like, you know, when somebody breaks up with you, it's like, that. don't worry about it. Like, it's not going to last forever because you know that you've stopped trusting, you know, the infinite feelings that you associate with, like, feeling strongly about something like love or being hurt. It's interesting, huh? So how do you, uh, so how do you, what's your, like, kaleidoscope in terms of, you know, living here and Mm -hmm. and in terms of, like, your, your, how do you conceptualize love and, 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 you know, um, I, I, well, maybe that's too big of a balloon. Um, you know, things that, 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 um, that stimulate you in the Mm -hmm. sense of a, of that positive, of of a, in a positive array in terms, you know, be it love or... Or things that inspire you in, in, a, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think New York... Are you talking specifically about, like, New York? Or just, like, what I've taken from it or living here? Yeah, either. I mean, um, it doesn't have to be specifically here. I mean, I think for me, it's taken a while, you know, of growing up and, and having different experiences and being hurt and hurting people and, like, figuring out who is important in your life. Um, something that I try to do and I try to do really hard is to not stress so much to keep cool and like calm situation in crazy situations to keep my cool um, but also to eat, really understand the 
positive side of really shitty things. Like, not just be like, oh, there's like a silver lining, but like, what is, what's the greater benefit of this? Like, is, is it going to add to my experience or is it going to make me treat people better or treat somebody in a different way and like reflect on way interactions I've had in the past? Um, but I mean, I would say a lot that my friends are, my friends and my family are a huge inspiration, not to sound generic, but they are. Um, I have a lot of really great friends who are very like self-aware and positive and critical and realist, but also optimists. So that's something that we, I think we all, we, we're very close. I live with like a bunch of my best friends and I have one really great friend in LA and a bunch here, but I think we all like, whether we know it or not, draw on different things from each other like that. Um, so I, I definitely rely on those relationships, you know, and what's that quote? It's like, I'm, I'm part of all of my experiences. I'm not like a singular thing. Right. So, yeah. you know, being around people who, that, uh, who you trust and like you love their outlook, it, it, add, it adds to yours. So, you know, I don't go seek inspiration, but I seek the people that I know are making me a better person, if that makes sense. Right. 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 Um, <clears throat> Uh, and, and, and your, would you, would you categorize your mom in there yeah. in terms of like being, uh, Oh, the, absolutely. The, the, the I mean, wack, she's the one who started it, you know, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. She, <laughs> so she's, she's, um, she's similar to you in terms of personality. Um, I think that we're pretty different. But pretty similar in some ways, you know. It was so I grew up. She was a single mom, uh, so we spent a lot of time together. And I think like a lot of things are f- pretty different, um, you know. How we think of other people—maybe that's not really true. How, like just you know, different perspectives on life. Like we're different people, but I think there's a lot of similarities in terms of how uh, we understand relationships and. Um, try to treat people so I mean I've got a lot like I've got I'm definitely outgoing and it's definitely because of her like I saw her and people respond to her while I was growing up and they respond positively always and she has a great way of relating to people that she even doesn't know so like growing up with that definitely made me you know gave me a spectrum from to like draw from like I think something that I, I got from her was when when I meet somebody, I can, like, feel out kind of where we're going to relate or what they're going to respond to positively. So I, like, kind of go for like I'm in sales, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, I've always been envious of, uh, of people who um, kind of have, uh, you know, parents or a parent who is kind of like their friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom has always been, you know, like my mom. Right. I mean, she's definitely like somebody I've always looked toward in terms of like strength and uh, um, resilience. But uh, yeah, it's weird. I, I guess, um, I don't know. I mean, I wish it was different, but I, I've never really had that relationship of like kind of cutting loose yeah. and going, you know, like going a little nuts. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess that's just, you know, maybe that's just the dynamic that, that she and I have, but, um... It's different, too, like, with girls, you know, you know, it's not, not to say that we don't, we haven't fought, I mean, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> but, I mean, growing up, it was very much like, I am the mother, you are the child, you are going to listen to me, and now, you know, we're both, like, I'm a younger adult, but we're both adults and have had experiences and can relate on that more than, you know, in high school or anything like that. We would, like, fight in high school, but who doesn't? <laughs> hey, Mom, I'm coming home. Guess what you're going to get? <laughs> going to make you mad. <laughs> That's really piss you off. Um, so, um, have you lived anywhere bes- uh, outside of uh, West Virginia and New York? Um, so, I went to school in Poughkeepsie, and then I moved from there to Cambridge, Massachusetts for a year and I like waitressed and taught in a high school which is it's nothing I'll ever do again no offense to any teachers I wasn't think, for me I was 21 teaching 18 year olds it wasn't gonna fly <laughs> so was it like uh, was it like lean on me 
they were they were like I had a stapler thrown at me. Like it was just it was crazy. It was it was kind of nuts. Um, uh, what a uh, uh, so when you. When you left school, that that was kind of your intent, or you just kind of fell into that. I kind of fell into that. I mean, I was I was waitressing too. I just wanted to be. I wanted to go. I didn't want to move back to West Virginia. Like I had a hard time. Rep- I, I felt like if I went back, I wouldn't leave again. Right. So I was like, "What am I going to do?" And I had a friend who lived in Cambridge and was working. Um, so I was like, "All right, I, I'm going to go there because I didn't know anything about New York City. New York City was very intimidating. I didn't really like how there were trains on the same line that went." to different stops like that was just something i was like i'm never gonna get this like local versus express <laughs> i was like nope not not in my repertoire but then i went to cambridge and i was working at a restaurant and i was substitute teaching for a little bit um and then the spanish teacher had like kind of a, a meltdown so i went and, <laughs> and i was like mean? oh i see because they, this is a this is a good opportunity for me. They, well, they did, there was like they were like okay, so they were just like he's not here anymore. He's gonna just be away. Um, they were great, very good learning experience. So you like, you slipped in and you're I, I would imagine you're you're pretty young and I this tw- is yeah I was twenty one okay twenty one wow yeah. and and they're eighteen high school? yeah, yeah. and like, a lot of their native Spanish speakers and like I can to I'm, get to get a good easy grade and. They had to take Spanish. Right. I don't know. But they were, like, not having it. At one point, I was like, fuck it. I was like, we're just watching Selena over and over again. I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm going to G-chat. I don't care what you guys do. You're going to kill me. I can't wow. take so they, it. Were they, uh... I think were, I blocked a lot of this out. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty rough? They were, they were a little bit, um... There were some really cool kids that were just like, I'm so sorry, like, I don't know, they, they, they need to get it together, but then there were other kids who were just like, like, they didn't care, they were seniors, I get it, they were like, ready to go, they, they gave none of the fucks, zero, but, um, like, I would substitute for other classes too, um, but the, like, I did math and history, but it was just like, they, they didn't really, they didn't want to live with it, because, you know, when you're, when you're, 17 and 18 and you have somebody who's like you don't know how old the teacher is necessarily but like you can but you guess. get a yeah you I get mean, an idea that you're not you're not like mrs havisham right i'm not like 57 <laughs> i'm enjoying this it's like obviously i don't really know what i'm doing but i didn't take any like education classes in college <laughs> i was just like don't you need to be certified not not in a private school it was a private charter school oh. but i was like I speak Spanish, like, I've had it taught to me, like, the vocabulary, and I could probably teach people conjugations, and I did, like, I, I, I feel like I get te- I've, I, even that short experience, like, when I, I have a lot of friends who are teachers, it's like, the, the most tremendous respect of, for all of the work that needs to go into that. It is insane. I could, I could never, I don't have it in me to do it. I'm too weak. <laughs> so that's interesting, so, um, you, how... So you you're you're very fluent. Would you would you say you're very fluent uh, in Spanish? I would say I get more fluent when I am speaking it regularly, but I can understand. So have you ever had a situation uh, here where somebody is not aware of that and is kind of speaking? <laughs> like not, my eavesdropping. <laughs> well, in the sense they're talking about you, but you're like, uh, excuse me, I'm gonna check yourself before you wreck yourself. No, I've never had that, but I've. Like, I eavesdrop, but it says it's not, like, clear that I might speak Spanish or understand. I did it. So, I went to Vietnam with one of my friends um, a few years ago. And he's the tallest, blondest, most Aryan-looking person uh, that you would see. And we were going to see... um, We were at some... In line for something to see somebody's body I don't remember who uh and there were and he was a Chinese major and he now lives in Burma and he's like super super fluent in Chinese and the guy there were two Chinese guys behind him and they were talking about him in Chinese they were like he's so tall like (laughs) he's he's so blonde and tall and he um he turned around and just like like in Chinese was just said something to them and I thought that they were gonna be like oh my god but they were like oh this like responded like very coolly to him and I was like I mean, they couldn't have expected that he. Right. Was... Well, they try to probably maintain their cool, and right, right. when they turn the corner, like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so I have an experience. I vicariously through him. I thought that, that was pretty funny because, like, he's very unexpected. You know, we're in Vietnam. 
Right. Don't really necessarily think that he's going to speak. Did you like it enough? Loved it. Oh, yeah. That was very cool. What, have you uh, been? What, I, I haven't yet. That's where I was born. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I, I haven't been back. Um, it's funny. I've been to... I've been actually to a lot of uh, um, uh, Central America. Okay. M- more than Asia. Where have you been? Um, I've been to uh, Mexico... Uh, Ecuador, Venezuela, and hmm, maybe maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and DR. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, what what brought you to Vietnam? Um, I was in Boston and Cambridge, and I was unhappy. And then my my friend was living over there, and he was working on the Yangtze River on a cruise ship, and he was like, "I'm gonna take a few months off." And travel Southeast Asia. Do you want to come? And I was like, yes. I will come and do that. And I just went for like a month and a half. So where else did you go? We flew flew into Thailand, into Bangkok. We went to like Chiang Mai in the north. Cambodia. We went from south to north in Vietnam. Um, And then Hong Kong. So it was pretty sweet. I felt very lucky. I still feel very lucky. It was pretty cool. Uh, Cambodia was awesome. Um, Did you drive a little scooter? No, I'm not that brave. <laughs> I let the I, like I, in a tuk tuk. I let right. the guy. I let the guys take care of it. The guys who know how to do it. <laughs> um. So now, uh, you know, not not to be, not to you know go chronological or anything, but I'm just kind of get like just so just so I'm kind of aware. <laughs> I, I, I get I, I, there's almost like a theme here in terms of like kind of a restlessness. Is that kind oh, of, is that kind of accurate? Or? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I've been in New York for seven years at this point, since 2008. Um, and I've lived in the same room the whole time. I've lived in the same apartment, same room. So that's a commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I like to travel. I want to do it more. But, I, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm restless in a way where it's like I want to know all the things and see all the things. But I'm also pretty content. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting you picked that up. Are you? You're not? What? Maybe? Restless or content? Or both? I'm both. Maybe I'm both. I'm not... I don't feel restless now, I guess. Maybe I was, like... Do you have another trip planned? I don't. I just got back from Jamaica. Wow. With my mom. First time. Went to all-inclusive resort. Free margaritas. But they don't get you drunk. Because it's all, like, watered down. Oh. So it was, like, seven margaritas deep, and I was like, I could probably drive a car. <laughs> What's it like drinking with mom? Great. We, like, I, I guess I guess a lot of people don't have, you know, similar relationships, but, like, we just, like, hang out. Right. So it's, I mean, I have nothing else to compare it to. You know, we just, like, hang out. We like to, like, sit. And when I go home in the summer, we'll just, like, sit in our backyard, have some wine with the dog, just chill and talk, listen to music. So it's nice, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything else to compare it to. I know a lot of other people's like have not as close relationships, or like I guess similar. In if, if drinking wine is a similar interest, I guess we have that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I have a lot of friends whose like parents are, you know, they were really old whenever they were born, and they're just like kind of a disconnect. It's like yeah, I don't talk to my mom that much. It's a very like formal. Right. conversation but like I, my mom and I don't really have like super formal conversations how often does she come up here um she comes like once or twice a year we text a lot and then I get home like once or twice a year cool I'd love to meet her if that's <laughs> she sounds like a riot she is yeah. she's she's pretty cool she, does she have tattoos she might have one tattoo wow just one oh <laughs> Yeah, she's awesome. But yeah. Cool. So, um so now you're okay, so now you've been here for mm-hmm. for I think you said like 7 years. Yeah. What um so what are your what are your thoughts on the city? What are your thoughts on uh on on just like, you know, just life? <clears throat> well, I really love it here a lot. I love New York, I love Brooklyn. It's it's it fits my personality because like you know some people really like to just go to the beach and chill. Like that's not a vacation for me really. It's like not super relaxing to just sit and like quiet. So like kind of being 
rushing around all the time is relaxing to me. So I guess it fits, that fits my personality. Um, I really love it a lot. I, it's so expensive. Yes. It's so expensive. Like every day, so I work kind of in real estate. I work at, in a real estate tech company. Um, and I just look at real estate all day and I'm like, who is living here? It's so expensive. You know, even if you get a good deal. How do you, what's your opinion of like, you know, this this trend now where they're kind of merging uh, low income housing with these high rise buildings. Yeah. Is that is that gonna work? I mean, I I can't speak confident confidently to that. Um, for for listeners who who aren't familiar or who don't live uh, in New York and, and, and may not be privy to this, um, and, and and Lindsay, please correct me. Uh, so this this trend because. Because uh, uh, there's certain uh, housing zoning issues where you can only build your uh, your condos up to a certain uh, height because there's air rights, but you're uh, as a, the city will enable developers to to have more, more more space if you allow for low income housing. So some areas around some developers have worked around that where they create another building which isn't as significant as you know obviously their high rise that they want to sell or rent out but there there's this different building where it's low income housing but the trend now and i think that's been occurring in the past maybe uh half a year or year is just merging both both societies um, and w- what has happened is uh, you have like a separate entrance for that's the fucked um, up part like that's like like I, yeah sorry I didn't mean no, to yeah so there's, <laughs> a, there's a separate entrance for the low income housing folks and uh, you know I, I don't know if they have uh, the ability access to other parts of like the entire building mm-hmm. like the gym and so forth and uh, I, I don't know if they have to use a different elevator I guess every every building might be a little significantly different yeah so they even nicknamed their interest the poor door. Oh man! So how's this gonna work? I mean, I I don't even know. Like the new developments here are something in themselves, but that on top of it is just like kind of I I I actually I don't know a lot about it, and I don't understand how. I mean, I see what they're trying to do, and I see how they're trying to get around things, like. Like, there's something called, like, the 421A, um, it's, like, a tax abatement thing, too. You know, so there's all different ways to get around, um, regulations and to get money. So that's one of the ways, but it's just so, the implications and the, like, fucked up, can I say fuck? Is that okay? Okay, fucked upness is, is just... I like, I don't even know I don't I, I can't even like clearly articulate an opinion because I just like think it's so disturbing and it's like separate but equal like you why like I don't know it just seems really like it's um, dated and not I don't know I don't know how it's gonna I don't know how they're gonna get I don't what, know how it's gonna work what, what do you kind of what, what kind of what do you kind where you, do you see like you know be it Brooklyn or New York City in terms mm-hmm. of like where, where, what, what's this area going to look like in like five years or ten years I, I mean I I live in South Brooklyn I, and it, I was a broker for a couple years like in 2010 um, and I mainly stayed in South Brooklyn I know people have like strong strong opinions about Williamsburg in particular so I I, I always kind of like stayed a little bit away because I was like this just seems like kind of a weird area that I don't really I mean like I said when I came in I was like where's all the people I always think there's like so many people here but it just like yeah when you go on Bedford that's where they are yeah yeah and it's but it's like you know the creation of this like post like what is it the French it's something like there's theories about it where it's like the post-war in France that that is what when there were like a lot of you know downtrodden homes and warehouses it's like a lot of people here trying to recreate that uh that's one of the theories and real estate has really taken to that you know making buildings with all the amenities but like looking very um 
you know, innocuous or just kind of blending in. I have no idea what Williamsburg is going to look like. I don't even know what... I mean, just, like, the changes that I've seen in Brooklyn are crazy. The new develop... I, it's just... The, the new developments, there's, um... Across from my house, they're, they're putting a very large condo. I think it's going to be rentals, and I think they're going to start at, like, 2000 which is insane for... <laughs> like, 2000 for a studio. On Franklin Avenue, they, they have, like, $2,200 studios, and it's like, what's what's going on? And it's good in some ways where, you know, you can draw money to local businesses if local businesses are profiting from it. But it's also, like, how how many people can we fit here? It's already overcrowded. Like, the subway's a mess. Right. You know? And I, I feel like it doesn't matter because people want to live here anyway. So I was talking to somebody earlier about this. Why do you think people want to live here? Uh, it's always going to be a trend in New York City. People, they're always going to have this hot spot. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to push artists out, and, mm-hmm. to, and then they're going to create, like, a bohemian area. Right. And so people are like, oh, that seems nice. I want to live there. And so, by definition, there's a there's going to be a, a, a necessity, a need. Mm-hmm. And so, in terms of real estate, like, oh, well, let's create more opportunity because people just, they want to live there. Uh, you know, first it was the you know the the East Village, mm-hmm. and then you know those people got pushed out to um, Williamsburg. Williamsburg got put you know those folks got pushed out to Greenpoint, and I feel like those people are getting pushed out to Long Island City or maybe um, even f- or further yeah Bushwick. Like I when I you know I I used to remember I could get breathe a sigh of relief when I took the L and I could just like everybody it would be a mass exodus on Bedford. Mm-hmm. I'm like oh get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but now they they stay with me. Yeah. I'm like ah oh, man. <laughs> Damn it! Never gonna get a seat. So, but it's just you. like, uh, now you're coming with me. You're gonna get off of my stop. So I don't really give a fuck anymore. I'm like, uh. you know, and something interesting that's like kind of not really related, but kind of is Uber. My the L was fucked up like earlier this week or something, and my boss lives on either Lorimer or Bedford, and she so she was like, whatever, I'll just get an Uber, and she took it to our office in Flatiron. It was $157 and like to come to work in the morning and she was like oh my god because the L was, wasn't running there's no other way to get it and you know but how does Uber work I've been hearing like all kinds of crazy stuff where I, like people get the receipts and they're like two grand yeah I had it and I used it once and I was like this is gonna be a hole for me like because it's so easy to like oh car and it doesn't it they do a very smart thing where they don't tell you the price it's gonna be but they tell you like like the how much like kind of percentage wise they do it like in decimals it's like 1.6 times regular fare because of the time of day or the traffic or the weather so it's like you're not seeing like all this extra money that you're paying you're seeing a number and you're just like oh whatever it's like you know just a little bit more but then you get it in and then you get out and it's like $40 more and you're like what the hell yeah I deleted it I was like is there like another one Lift. Okay, yeah, Lyft, yeah. yeah. There's Lyft. Um, I don't know. I haven't really used it. Just, I don't know. I haven't used either. But, but, but then, you know, I take advantage of my friends who haven't. They're like, I'm like, let's get a tech cab. And they're like, I'll just call an Uber. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> fine. And it's all, it's all app related. Do you, you don't have it? Nah, I, well, just, I've been hearing all this, like, all these crazy stuff about yeah. it. How, like, you know, they'll, like, they'll, like, just vacuum clean your bank account yeah yeah i i it's it's a i I don't know it's not for me right now at least it seems expensive it seems like i would lose money because i would kind of just be like whatever i'll super and then not know how much they take you know before we run out of time and i just wanted to circle back to to the one thing that we you know what we were talking about before you said you you took a class on love yeah i did was that helpful (laughs) um it was helpful for like my freshman year of college it was a great class I was taking like an art class and chemistry and maybe a philosophy class and that it was called love concept and practice and our professor was like super soothing and really nice and friendly and we would like read Kierkegaard and Plato and then he would just come in and be like let's go outside Let's just sit outside and 
talk and like really like focus on each other and I was like uh I'm signing me up for this like can every class be like <laughs> but it was you know it was interesting it was a lot of philosophy I remember but it was also very um yeah I guess it helped in terms of reading that stuff but I don't know if I can rely on it for like um my definitions of of love and what it means I'm still trying to figure that out isn't that something that's always changing is it I, I don't, don't know. know I'm asking is I don't it? know how about for you? Um, I think there's different types of love. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's always like evolving based on like who you are at a certain time and what you need at a certain time. I think. Are you in love? Um, I love lots of people. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I have. I don't know what in love means. I I'm, I love my friends. I love people, other people. Um, I don't know. Are you in love? You're in love. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, but what does that mean to you? Uh, it means uh, like true confidence, and it means that I don't have to put on a mask. It means that I can just uh, um, I get strength from this individual. But you know what? I it's. I can only, I can only antiquate that from personal experience because mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've had a lot of horrible relationships and I knew my behavior in those bad relationships and I knew what I got out of it and what I took from it and what those relationships had an effect on me. Mm-hmm. So by comparison, I could say, I'm not there anymore. Right. I'm, not in, I'm not in those relationships anymore, but I'm not that person anymore. Gotcha. You know, and I think, um, yeah, it's weird. I guess you know because you know, uh, the you know the Western view of love and and, and the, the English language. You only have one, we only have one like we only have one word, yeah. right? And then you kind of you kind of break that down in terms of like brotherly love or a romantic love or or whatever. Um, I don't know. I guess it's all subjective, and I feel like for me, uh, love is. Uh, just being confident and just being curious, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm always. Uh, I mean, I mean, my my listeners don't really care about <laughs> hearing, hearing about my personal relationship, but it's really about uh, you know just kind of being cared for and having confidence and and knowing that it, that you're okay with that yeah, to be cared trusting. for. Um, because I can honestly say, like in the past, I I I didn't know how to deal with that. I right. would, I would get freaked freaked out. I would uh, I would I hurt so many people because I wasn't uh, accustomed to that kind of behavior toward mm-hmm. me. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, but I wouldn't be where I am right now, 2015, if I didn't go through all that, you know, crappy stuff. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's all about uh, it's all about learning. Lear- it's all about learning Gather from that shit. Uh, learning that learning from the uh, the caterpillars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, you gotta get to a certain point, you know, and then maybe if you're lucky, you're gonna find somebody else who is your you know a person for you, and they're at a certain point as well, right? I mean, yeah. I guess I'm talking we're talking about romantic relationships, but also friendships, you know. Um. My dad's family is from Costa Rica, so I go down and visit. Um, I try to go every year. It doesn't really work out like I want it to, but uh, I have a cousin there who I only met in, like, 2005. And it was really interesting because, like, you know, we're family, and our fam- our genes are very strong. We, like, are all pretty similar um, in some ways. Like, everybody's very, like, spacey a little bit. There's all kind- some kind of creative energy. I don't know. Maybe I'm making Lindsay that up. just did a motion and it was like bat wings. <laughs> That's how crazy it is. Crazy. Yeah. But I met her and we just like kind of hit it off and it was like I was like, Oh, I love you. It was just very strange, you know, just like you maybe it was because we're family, but maybe not. But I never met this person, but I felt very strongly and like we still we've become very, very close. Um when she's come to visit a couple times, but it was like I think that might have been one of the first times where it was like love at first sight. Is that weird to say that it's like my cousin that I never met? I maybe met her when I was a wee little, but then I met her. I was like, I feel like our connection. This is wonderful. 
So there's, you know, different kinds. Yeah. It's not, you're not feeling it right now? <laughs> Bob. I get, am. Bob, get back in here. <laughs> Where did Bob go? I don't know. He's usually like, I don't know, maybe he's a little emotional. He's usually, a, <laughs> he's usually right here when we're doing the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I, I think uh, I think your experience informs your perception of of that. And I think like getting back to like what we were saying before, in terms of um, you know when you're younger, uh, you you kind of put forth. People tend to have the this this fallacy of putting forth you know your own persona, right? And, right. And, and how you how you um, interpret other people. And I think as you get older, you can kind of let that guard down and be a little vulnerable, uh, have the confidence to be vulnerable and accept that person. And if that person could do that simultaneously, then you can really open up and get to know yeah. each other. Or you can just call your mom up and say, we're going to Jamaica. We're, <laughs> we're gonna... Or, you know, it's like, then you open yourself up to being hurt and there's all the things that come with that. But like, it's not necessarily bad, you know? It's It sucks when it happens, but then it's like, we had that was good. If you don't do things because you think you'll get hurt, then by definition you're living in fear. Right. And I think a lot of us do that. Mm-hmm. You know. And you're I mean, gonna be stunted. Right. I think. You know. I don't know. I, I mean, we all were protective. It, yeah, I know, but I just feel like that that existence where you have that is your forefront of like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get hurt. I'm not gonna put myself out there. Not gonna get hurt. Yeah, and it, that, that's very that's very narrow minded. Mm-hmm. And I've met people like that. I'm sure we all have met people like that who are like I'm I'm tough. I'm strong. I'm brave. <clears throat> but all I hear is like, you know, I'm just scared. I'm scared. Right. And uh, it's it's very off putting, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to be around that energy, you know. Yeah. Um, so love. <laughs> so that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, Lindsay, uh, um, thank you for coming. Thank you for thanks for, coming for having the show. me. Uh, you know, listeners, I I, I, would, I, don't, I don't want to be too intrusive of of, of Lindsay's, you know, how, how you can how you can find her, but she has one of the, I, I swear to you, now this is all audio, I swear to you, top five smiles of all time. Oh, come on. So you gotta, you gotta go, yeah. with, with her permission, you can you can look her up in Instagram or that whatever. That is so nice. She's, she's incredible, she's endearing, and you know, maybe one day uh, you can have drinks with her if you're so uh inclined but uh maybe you'll have drinks when you're when you're listening to the show um Lindsay, any final words um no thanks so much for having me thank that you was really thank fun. you it was like it was like it was like taking honey from a bumblebee <laughs> um everybody out there thank you for listening uh Hare krishna go out and do good with the world thanks <laughs>